welcome everyone uh, i am vaidishwaran uh, your host today and uh, i am from uh, chennai and it's wonderful to have all of you over here and uh, this is actually for my youtube channel called the empathic designer podcast and uh, i've just put a link to my channel uh, on the chat window for uh, all of you to look at uh, i've been in the lnd industry for uh, over 12 years now and uh, today's uh, podcast recording that we are doing right now is actually uh, in the wake of the covid-19 situation where we are finding a lot of trainers who are moving into the virtual space now and uh, as we are moving into the virtual space the slide decks that we create the designs that we do seems to take more space compared to what we used to have in a typical classroom so i have been receiving a lot of questions on uh, how to go about uh, this design how to create a strategy when it comes to designing programs uh, designing the slide decks particularly for uh, virtual training sessions and that's why i thought uh, rather than me addressing it i have an expert over here uh, mr jyotinath balaji who can absolutely talk to this and um, he's he's an expert as you all know and um, so we're going to be spending uh, the next uh, hour hour and a half uh, talking about how to go about with uh, improving our presentation skills and what are some of the important things that we need to remember uh, from a trainer's perspective when it comes to designing the slide deck so let me uh, introduce uh, give a brief introduction to uh jyotinath ji i mean most of you know him but still it is absolutely my duty to introduce him to all of you so um jyotinath balaji is uh, the chairman and uh, managing director uh, of chennai's leading advertising firm adenfix um and he's been doing uh, business since 1983 uh, he's a self-seasoned professional who has worked closely with top executives in leading corporates uh, in various verticals like engineering automotive and automotive services it and it enabled services and uh, he has also worked on uh, some creating some powerful advertising strategies tactical thinking across a diverse range of advertising services providing end to end solutions in print electronic and digital media that's really what we're talking about today and um, his contributions has really enabled uh, a great deal of augmentation of growth in the organization by adding uh, blue chip companies like css core uh, hcl technologies ford fl schmidt renault nissan petrofac murugappa group sutherland global services the world bank and so many other companies and uh, his specialties uh, since he hails from the ad industry uh, includes uh, atl and btl activities uh, he is involved in creating uh, strategic solutions for uh, print uh, audio visual and digital media and uh, one of his strong points is his uh, um, expertise in innovation thinking and uh, digital business transformation so he gives a lot of advice uh, to a lot of organizations in that area and uh, he is a c suite strategist a certified corporate so he is associated with uh, iatd which is one of the most premier institutes uh, when it comes to training and development and uh, he is also a certified nlp practitioner and uh, from an ad perspective he is a google certified adwords specialist uh, he is google certified in uh, digital insights and uh, he has been uh, a digital advisor for a lot of firms so with that introduction i would like to uh, start uh, today's episode uh, to with uh, uh, jyotinath balaji sir welcome sir welcome to the session 
so uh, like i was saying in the wake of uh, the covid 19 situation we are having uh, a lot of challenges when it comes to developing uh, a lot of these learning uh, first the learning programs itself adapting them to the virtual world and uh, if you go through my channel i would have uh, pr produced some episodes on some of the strategies that you can use when it comes to creating uh, lnd programs for virtual instructor led training and today's session is specifically focused on this aspect of creating presentations and working on your presentation skills for the virtual uh, environment so without further ado let me get started so jyotinath balaji sir the first question for you uh, see this year 2020 seems like a watershed year for the training industry where we are witnessing a surge in the shift from classroom training to the virtual world we are having so many zoom meetings and i'm sure all of us can relate to that the number of zoom meetings that we are attending each day is going up so much and with this slide deck this slide deck rising for space compared to what we used to have uh, from a trainer perspective so do you see a shift in the impact of these presentations from a design perspective so i would like you to introduce this topic for all of us yes definitely thank you so much i am hoping all of you are able to hear me i think i put myself also on mute i put it on mute also i got muted and sure all of you are able to hear me I guess Vaidhi ji, you are able to hear me because everybody yes. else is muted. Is muted. Yes, I can hear you. Yeah, thank you so much. And I would request also you also to increase your volume slightly. Few of them have sent a chat saying that you can slightly uh, increase your volume. I hope uh, this is better. Yeah, much better. Yeah. Okay. So coming to the question now, definitely there is a slight change when it comes to PPTs or whether it is delivery or whether it is the way we interact with our learners. Definitely there is a shift. so i am going to uh, just uh, share some of the differences between a classroom training versus uh, uh, you know online training because i have also been conducting classroom sessions as well as webinar sessions i know definitely webinars are going to be a little more tougher i am repeating it's not easy it is a little more tougher when it comes to classroom training because in classroom training you can your behavior your approach all these things get you the reputation respect and you are able to immediately connect with people whereas in the online space that is very difficult in a zoom meeting normally we don't have too much time to socialize so the biggest problem would be how do you reduce because there is not since there is not much of socializing element how are you able to connect with the participants or the or the learners so i just quickly uh, shift to my ppt because uh, if you look at it based on the questions we have received yesterday and today we had quickly prepared a ppt to share it with you because the idea is a powerpoint presentation and if i don't have a ppt that may not really look good <laughs> absolutely so i so, just wanted to so friends we are getting a demo today yes <laughs> fantastic that's a bonus great I tried my level best let's see how it works <laughs> because i have been juggling between lot of webinars in the last 2 uh, 3 you know uh, last 2 months So I'm going to quickly share my PPT file. Sure. Okay, so let me share the screen. So I'm hoping all of you are able to see my PPT. You can just type pop if you are able to see it in the screen. So just type pop if you are able to see it in the screen. I'll quickly look at the chat windows. So because I want all of you to interact along with me. uh let us assume that it is a classroom training 
so if it was a classroom training let's see how we can do that together yeah thank you so much many of you have responded thanks usha ji kamini ji mohini ji and uh, monisha ji i'm sorry and who else lot of people have replied ira ji thank you so much uh, okay thanks for uh, connecting i request um, shrivani madam to please help nag sir because he is trying to reach me i can't take the call right now so if you can you can just speak to him and tell how he got connect i mean you came in uh, jyoti sir uh, jyoti sir can i interrupt you in between for a second yeah please go ahead maino who is this yeah uh, neha this side uh, actually amita miss amita malhotra she is also trying to get inside i am not okay from delhi okay. batch yeah okay let me i think i have missed lot of people who are coming in okay think, I, okay i am admitting them uh, jyoti sir you yeah, can please, please continue yeah yeah that will be of great yeah. yeah thank you so much sir thank you yeah okay so the today's topic is power of presentation so i'll see how best i can share the power of presentation in the virtual training space the second important thing is the shift we are undergoing because it's a disruptive learning now online courses are there but what generally used to happen is corporate training normally happens in a classroom setup and today if you look at it there are a lot of companies who are approaching even for corporate training they wanted to do in a webinar format so definitely there is a shift in terms of learning and this i say is disruptive learning if you look at the traditional online courses it was more to do with a course which needed a certification and something like that or it could be a higher education or skill development okay but today it is more to do with everything and anything and everything is today uh, converted from a classroom training to a online training now there are two big challenges when it comes to uh, you know online training i mentioned sometime back one is the ability to earn trust and respect within a very short span of time that is the first big challenge the second challenge is persuasion needs to be bigger because normal persuasion what we do may not be really sufficient enough for our regular uh, for our online sessions so i just wanted to can all of you type 2c if you are able to get the point if you have any doubt please type it type it in the chat box or you can unmute yourself and raise a doubt so i request all of you to mute yourself whenever you want to raise a doubt please unmute yourself and you can raise a doubt okay and i also you will also have a hand symbol okay you will also have a hand symbol in case you want to raise a doubt please click on the hand symbol so that i will get to know that you are raising your hand and i can answer your doubt okay so the, these are the two big challenges now let us see what are what is the fundamental difference between a classroom training versus an online training so i am going to just run few of the things the first one is we miss the social interaction now if you see the kind of bonding we all have in classroom sessions during the tea breaks is where the maximum bonding happens do you all agree with me just say yes if you uh, new uh, alphabet yes if yes. you feel that it resonates with you yeah so most of us have our bonding during the tea breaks more than the sessions which are happening live it is the social bonding we have in the tea breaks and after the class which is which is actually keeping us more connected now what happened is the social interaction is lost now 
one of the things which we should do is we should definitely have small breaks in between ask people to you know randomly talk or you also have breakthrough sessions which means that you can create break rooms within zoom or during your presentation in zoom where you can group people separately like how we used to have group activities you can also have group activities separately and you can interact with people so this is one of the way you can bring in social interaction and the second thing is you need to add a lot of personal stories in your zoom sessions otherwise there will not be much connection with our audience okay so this is the first thing the second one is instruction methodology now in the class what happens is we can stretch the topic a little bit we can wait for people to respond we can uh, try to you know stretch time we can try to you know keep a standard pace or we can try to you know make a, a tone a little more uh, gentle whereas in the online space you need to be very 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 focused about the pace of learning you need to constantly understand if all of you have got the point whereas in a classroom training it need not be a must but when it comes to uh, you know online sessions we need to keep constantly understanding whether people are keeping pace so that is where you know you can use your chat box more efficiently to ensure that everything anything and everything you speak about you can also uh, deepak ji says picture clear but audio is not am i audible to everyone uh, you are audible to me yeah okay audible, i think that sir, is audible. an individual uh, problem with the internet so yes i am audible to everyone okay so now since we are talking about audio tone clarity and to the point so i wanted to check once again and we have to be to the point we cannot really stretch things so this is the second challenge we will have in a zoom session the third challenge we would have is we need to use lot of audio and visual stories we need to ensure we use the right kind of font i am hoping all of you are able to see the right kind of font in the screen so i am just trying to zoom it a little bit give me a little time are you able to see the full screen of what i am showing or are you able to see one fourth are you able to see the full screen uh, okay we are actually seeing your uh, speaker view okay yeah okay so let me just change it to the full view just a second let me change it to the full view i don't know why this is happening okay give me a second it's coming by default um uh, okay um i think there is some problem in terms of switching of screen okay uh, i think we could probably continue this way because uh, at least i can see uh, what's there on your screen yeah because i wanted the font to be very clear okay so that's the Jyoti idea so you can uh, move into the presentation mode actually they uh, i am already there but i don't know why it is not coming up okay uh, i think i shouldn't have switched it okay resume slide better show. than the earlier one 
This is better than the earlier one. Yeah, this is better. Yeah. I am, you can see at least 80% of it. Okay, yes. so let me try to zoom in a little more. I wanted to show it in the full screen, but then it is not coming up. It's okay. Let us not waste too much time. Yeah, this is this is. Try F11. Yeah, the fourth one is we need to definitely be very learner focused. Um, just a second. Few more people are asking to be yeah. admitted. Sir. Yeah. So I am admitting everyone, sir. Please, you yeah. you can continue. Yeah. So the fourth point is when it comes to learning on online session. there will be a lot of skepticism and rational you need to be giving each and every slide before we run into it we need to give a lot of rational as to why they should do what is the objective behind sharing the slide all these things have to be definitely put it in a put in a very very proper form and there will be a lot of skepticism because we are not seeing face to face the doubts and second thing if you look at it in a classroom setup there will be one or two people sitting next to us so who can definitely clarify Uh, if there is a doubt by a co co learner, whereas in an online space that will not be possible, it becomes even more important for a trainer to ensure that you give a proper rational as to why you are showing the slide, what is the importance of this, or it has to be very 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 clearly mentioned. Only then uh, a learner will be able to get the you know idea. The fifth is uh, level of personalization, polls. interactive chat instant relevance feedbacks and takeaways are very important so after every slide maybe you should ask people to chat in the give a chat in the chat box saying what they could take away from this and the sixth point is the e learning time if you look at e learning it is basically 40% lesser than your classroom training so if you are planning something in the online space you need if you are planning for something for one hour you need to plan it for one and a half hours or maybe one hour 20 minutes that is how e learning as a platform works so you need to have a little more content than the time you are expected to run the ppt but at the same time if you are having more interaction yes it is fine but always have a little more stuff so that in case something is going fast you can try to you know um use more content now i want you to uh, want all of you to quickly type in the chat box if there is anything you would like to know in this particular slide so this is basically the difference between online training versus a classroom training there are six basic differences first one is the social interaction which is where we won't have any emotional connect so trainers have to be sharing more story make it more interactive and make it more lively so that is the that is one challenge which we would face the second thing is instruction methodology we need to use a particular tone clarity of font and you have to be to the point third one of course is uh, we are very familiar we need to use lot of audio visuals material i am also going to share some tools on how you can get audio visual animation and all that in a short span of time the fourth one is learner focused definitely you need to be not normally what happens is as trainers we are so inclined to give whatever we have and fail to at times understand what is the learner's perspective we cannot take the chances here we need to ensure that we are in the learner's mindset the fifth one is level of personalization so you need to ensure that you interact with all the participants through chats 
or there are polls which are available. So you can actually use the poll option which is available in Zoom and use it. The sixth one is e-learning. So e-learning time is basically, Trivani uh, Madam has asked, I'm not very clear on the sixth point. So e-learning is you need to plan 40% more content. Sometimes what happens is, you are, if you plan for one hour, sometimes it may go faster than as you expect in a classroom session. So you need to have 40% more content. So what I mean to say is one minute classroom is not equal to one minute online. It is 40 seconds. So that's how it is in the online space. Yeah, I think we are, we are, uh, uh, we are basically before we get into what has to be done, I wanted to give an outline as what are the challenges. Now let us get into the next aspect. Uh, Vaidhi sir, you can go ahead with your, uh, yes, yes, go ahead please. Absolutely. Uh, thanks a lot for that. So uh, my next question is uh, to you is actually, uh, what in your opinion really makes a good presentation? Okay, so um, I have also done a lot of mess ups in the past, trying to, you know, uh, give the same classroom training in the webinar and trying to, you know, uh, see there are, I think there are three basic types of presentations which we need to understand first. When it, when it comes to training, I think there are three major things we need to look at. Okay, so give me a second. I will get disconnected in the next 10 minutes. I will again join the group after 10 minutes. Not now, I will continue. But in case I get disconnected, please be assured that I will rejoin and continue. So I'm just keeping you posted. I'm keeping all the members posted so that in case there is a disconnection, I will rejoin once again in 10 minutes. Sure. Yeah. So there are three basic, um, you know, things when it comes to training. I've also done a lot of mess up. The first one is it's a presentation based training. Either a first one is a presentation based training where, um, you know, uh, it can be some basic information, some compliance training, workplace ethics, posh, safety. So the idea is, it is you are just sharing the information in form of a PPT. So it is just for people to learn certain basics, for example, soft skill training. You're not cre really creating a big change, but you are trying to tell how to be, how to, uh, you know, you may be a trainer uh, trying to tell about dining etiquette. Okay, so that is something which people will just see and learn. Okay, there is no need of going in depth so basically your PPT can just have certain images and uh, we will also see how to choose images in a little while. But then it, the idea is to learn faster. If you look at it, presentation type training, the objective is to learn faster and the idea is to just share information, infographic. It can also be anything related to compliance training, workshop ethics, CISA kind of stuff. The second one is driven, uh, you know, performance driven. So normally I'm sure anybody in the L&D department would uh, know or would have heard a lot about KPI and KRA. Okay, so KPI is key performance indicator where after every training, they're expected to show some result in terms of cutting down of time or in terms of, you know, trying to show an improvement. So the second one is performance support training where people have to gain, uh, retain a lot more knowledge. They need to 
we need to show as trainers on how to simplify a task how to use demo videos and post questions and uh, help solve a lot of problems so i was initially doing some uh, you know workshop for delphi tvs it's a cnc machining company on they were actually hiring people their their hr team was actually downsized and they wanted me to do a part of regular training induction kind of a thing where you know i will be sharing some basic things and then they will come over and they will the hr will talk about the codes policies and stuff like that so i was thinking this is too monotonous why should every time i go and give it and then i created a video for them on how to uh, you know switch on the machine switch off the machine what they should do it was a comprehensive video where people uh, the the new inductees will get to know on how to switch on switch off the machine where to check for certain quality things and all these things were created as form of video and given so we also need to if you are looking at performance support training you need to have a lot of videos it may not uh, you know the, the regular kind of training may not really work for performance support now the third level is a skill based training now if you look at digital marketing basically it comes under this kind of thing where people at the end of the workshop should be able to do something on their own they need to know how they can improvise the tasks they need to know how they can do themselves or do everything by their own so the reason i am sharing that is before we start getting into doing our slides what category is our presentation falling into okay that is something which we really need to think of because we jump into uh, you know starting to create slides look for pictures and all that but ideally we need to understand what category our training is and then start building on our slide deck so i vaidhiji um, you can uh, uh, i'm requesting all of you to just type uh, 3t if you are able to get these three types of training if you are able to get three types of training just type 3t which means that i i assume that you have understood what is the basic three differences between training i am hoping it is useful in case you have any doubt please raise your hand or you can please unmute yourself and ask a doubt so this is not uh, you can say it's a part of training need analysis but before you create your slide you have to see whether you are in a basic level of training or do you want people to learn faster do you want them to retain more or do you want them to apply better okay shirak davan i quickly repeat it so the first objective is you will only choose presentation based on images or certain messages you want to convey there is no big transformation people have to undergo because of this training of course there will be certain trainings like uh, dining etiquettes or something to do with uh, you know something a trainer tells and the learners watch they just have to take the information inside and remember that that's all the second one is a process oriented training where people have to demonstrate some changes after the training the third one is people need to know by themselves on how to do certain things okay i'm i'm hoping that you have got it dr supriya has said can you give an example 
okay so if you look at uh, an example for each now i'll quickly tell once again if you are if you are a soft skill trainer okay and just want to show the importance of spoken english okay so you just tell the importance of spoken english and how it really matters it can be stage 1 stage 2 stage 3 also the first level is to show the importance of knowing english the second one is you are rigging them to actually go through certain dictionary or do something which is very practical for them where they have to start improvising the third one is a skill based training which means that you are going to give them daily exercises ensure that they learn something on a daily basis and they come back so if i have to give a simple example uh if i am going to just show about what is digital marketing okay then i put a ppt slide saying there is social media marketing there is facebook instagram and all that that's all there is no knowledge transfer which is actually happening people only know that these are the benefits whereas in a performance based training i need to go a little more in depth and tell these are the features on how you can operate the third one is a skill based training where you need to make people actually do it now let us take train the trainer itself for an example there are certain uh, portions of you know the train the trainer program where only ppts will do there are certain portions where you have to form groups try to retain the to retain the knowledge you are given an activity you are supposed to do that activity and come uh, come back and share it in the stage so what's happening now basically you are trying to implement the learning you have undergone the third one is you create your 45 minute presentation where you are molded to a level where you create and speak on your uh, for your 45 minutes i'm hoping it is clear any doubts any doubts you can just type in the chat box otherwise i will go on i will ask vaidhi sir to go to the next doubt sure uh, thanks a lot for that uh, comprehensive ex uh, explanation sir i'm hoping all of you are able to see my screen now yes we can okay fantastic so the structure and story which is very important now very often i see that in uh, corporates now what happens is they start off with something they really don't uh, it is called top down messaging you can google it a little later so top down messaging is nothing but you are trying to share the procedures the processes without actually giving what is the end game what is the end benefit now normally what happens is in classroom if somebody is not clear about it so they will ask randomly but then when in a zoom meeting we normally tend to mute everyone or we try to you know the 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 trainer takes the lead so we others are not allowed much to speak so in that case the most important thing is we i if you remember a couple of minutes back i shared that there needs to be a clear structure before you start your slide so the first thing is moving from top down messaging to bottom up messaging which means that what is the end result you are going to get out of seeing this slide or out of this presentation so this is something which we need to clearly define saying for each slide we need to tell how are how is it this how is this going to benefit at the end of the presentation or at the if you are trying to give all this information upfront so you are basically giving the end game in advance itself telling that these are the takeaways for this slide so the bottom up messaging is very important 
so you need to share the end result or end benefit of putting it putting the slide so that is the most important thing second one is so the first yes denotes to structure and story i am also going to share in a few more minutes on what are the how to create a story guideline so that is also something i'll be sharing shortly the second one is understand the learner's mindset and have less text so normally if you look at uh, the text uh, uh, you look at the slides i have seen many people use a lot of text that has to be totally avoided now instead we need to resonate with our audience mind and understand how to create for emotional response so it is basically the i would like to you know talk about empath here because vibhiji's uh, channel is empath empathic empathic designer podcast yes yeah, sir empathic designer podcast empath we need to we need to be empaths not trainers basically so when i say empath you are giving information plus emotion which leads to empath which is nothing but you are trying to be in an emotional you are you are able to bring in emotion into your information so that is what is empath we have to be empaths so we need to design for our entire slide based on emotional aspects so i am sure many of you would have seen certain basic things like joy surprise and all that but there are a few more you know psychology of um, emotion says there are, there is something called as aumbak which means that a fear of loneliness there is something called as um uh, a fear of um, you can just google it later on so it's basically the emotions or i can share it a little later on in the chat box so there are some three or four types of emotions one is about emptiness the second one is about trying to be destructive so if you look at uh, some of the ads onida and all that they try to bang the tv and say it is neighbors envy owners pride so these are the deeper emotions within us sometimes we try to dig out on those emotions as well and uh, have you seen onida ads where you know uh, the the tv is broken and then it says neighbors envy owners pride so you can use emotion not just about joy happiness or sorrow or whatever it is it can go beyond that where it can be about uh, destruction if it is if you want to connect with those people i mean with your learners if you want to show that it could be destructive if you don't do this or this is what happens this this is the destruction that will happen if you don't follow the process you can try to use a little more emotions there is something called as fear of time running out have you seen the you know clock melting and all this stuff so these are kind of different kind of emotions which you can try to show in a slide so don't go by the regular kind of slide where you just put up a you know smiling face if i have to put it in a simpler form being in advertising sometimes i laugh at ads which i see in the newspapers i have seen one ad of a leading gym where you know the guy is trying to lift weight lift okay the guy is trying to weight lift uh, you know 100 now if you are going to a gym and if you are trying to lift a 100 kg of weight would you be fine can you just type it in the chat box would we be smiling or not smile yes or n you can just type yes or n 
Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> I <yes>. won't be. <laughs> But what happens generally is when we try to use images, we don't pay much attention to that, and then we try to make put a smiling guy lifting a weight. Instead, that should be a guy who is really finding hard to lift. That is where it, you know, resonates with people. So we need to ensure when we are talking about emotions, we bring in the right kind of picture. So right. this is one example. i am hoping that all of you are getting the point the objective is think if you are doing that how would you feel or from the audience point of view if he is a youngster now the messaging may be slightly different if he is a you know 40 year old guy the messaging may be slightly different so you need to understand your audience mindset and then start choosing your kind of language or image or whatever it is the third one is i which is imagination and images now if you look at tedx i'm sure all of you would have seen the image they are putting up and the speech they are giving may not be really relevant okay but what are they how are they trying to bring out certain images okay and because they are the specialists in it now let us understand how tedx people are trying to put up their images if you look at it they try to look for concepts for example if somebody is talking about creativity now gone are the days where people talk they use the same box open somebody inside the box and all that instead you can try and see if you are use if you are able to bring out a splash of colors okay so this is something which we can try to imagine and see what really resonates with the concept if you want to search something you can say personality concepts or you can say um, you know uh, spiritual concepts you will be able to see lot of images which are actually matching along with the concepts so i am hoping all of you are getting it is it too technical you can just type t if you are finding it technical if you are finding it simple type yes so simple denotes yes t denotes technical so if it is technical i will try to simplify it a little more okay majority of the people have told yes so i will leave it as it is so you can also look for metaphors and you can also look at sometimes putting it literal so you can decide on how you want to choose your images but please ensure you either look for concepts or you look for metaphor or you look for literal something literal so can someone give an example of a metaphor i just wanted to make it uh, you know more interactive so if you had something to put as a metaphor okay what do you think can can we put or it can be a concept also can i have some one to unmute themselves and share their view of what could be a metaphor or what could be a concept anybody who would like to share okay so we <laughs> okay so we have some uh, metaphors coming up so one is uh, jyotinath is a shining star wonderful and uh, we have one more uh, uh, raining like cats and dogs uh, like a butterfly fluttering, fluttering green with envy fantastic having some fantastic uh, inputs coming here in the chat wow awesome awesome thank you suresh sir thank you uh, garden ambience rajiv sir thank you sukanya ji and thank you durga prasad sir thank you so much now 
how would i put it now if i had to put myself in jyotinath is a shining star i am going to give you a quick example of how i can put myself i am going to put my picture inside a shape of a star so do you think this makes sense okay now if i have to mention this image of jyotinath is a shining star if i have to convert or translate that text into an image i can put my profile picture in a star shape now the next one is cats and dogs raining cats and dogs or a little butterfly fluttering so you can actually put a butterfly and you can also move the wind faster okay so it is like having two backgrounds one is a blurred background and the other one of butterfly is a very very clear background so this is how we can illustrate our image then we also have few more green with envy now i can put my picture like this okay all are or all of you able to see my picture somewhere it should be visible i am doing like this and i put a green overlay on top of my image okay i am going to put a green color on top of my image so this tries to show that i am in a emotion of green so if you look at orange there is a brighter side red is something to do with the uh, you know prosperity um, so there are a lot of color psychologies you can actually look at the color psychologies also and have one small tint of green or red or orange behind your image that is also going to make it a lot more convincing when you put up your slide why is this required because you will not have much time to build that emotional connect your slide should do the talking because if you are standing in front of the audience if you remember our train the trainer days okay um the presentation is secondary rajan sir would have told presentation is secondary the person who is standing in first front becomes the primary but where are we here in the screen somewhere in the corner we really don't know where we are also i am searching for my short screen and i am not able to find myself so here the hero is the slide and not the trainer so which is why it is more important the fourth one is direct attention i am sure uh, many of you who attended my iitd sessions would remember the focal point can anybody share the example i quote for focal point i have given a very good illustration for focal point can anyone quickly share the illustration i had given for a focal point anyone can you type it in the chat box or you can unmute yourself and uh, try to share it to whichever you feel is comfort comfortable wheelchair yes uh, golden circle okay um it's uh, should i share it it's a lipstick yeah it's a lipstick okay so a lady looking at the looking at the clock versus a lady looking at the camera directly so the difference is now i don't want to switch my slide and go into it but then if you recollect it's a you have a clock a lady having a clock and it's about time management now this lady looks at the camera and says ah okay so that is the one i had actually put up the other one is the lady looks at the clock and says like this so the idea is where do you want people to focus in the slide please be clear about it depth of field is something you need to make certain things sharp certain things slightly blurred and all that you can denote it using arrows 
please ensure that you are using arrows like this denote the point use certain masked areas for example you may want to use some circle or whatever it is try to remove all the unwanted areas so these are some tips which you can look at you know create direct attention and the fifth one is of course maintain the typo across so if you look at this entire slide of mine i have tried to use certain style of fonts in the same style of color the gradient the, this is called the gradient so basically i have tried to indigo use indigo and blue color so i am trying to use these kind of colors across so that there is a uniformity in whatever i am trying to do so basically, basically this is called consistency of style so i try to retain the same flavor and style across the slides so anybody has a doubt so far if you have a doubt please type it in the chat box if you have a doubt otherwise i would request vaidhi sir to proceed with the next question absolutely that was a fantastic explanation that you gave uh, with that uh, slide and uh, what i basically understood from what you're saying is that uh, a good slide basically tells us a good story absolutely. so can you tell us what makes a good story yes uh, before we get into storytelling we first have to understand for trainers there are four types of stories i'm not sure how many of you know that anybody uh, can do can anybody tell what kind of stories can we actually use the fifth point okay deepa ji is asking the fifth point before we go into the next question it is all about using arrows uh, i think uh, i've explained it i can take it after the meeting deepa ji i'll go into the next slide i will attend to it after the session is over okay so the direct uh, the there are four types of story i'm going to slightly minimize the screen actually it was supposed to come one after the other i am breaking the suspense now so the first type of story is it could be a memorable incident i was given a task in uh, flipkart where i was asked what inspires you to make a blog because blogging and story writing is almost the same and i was giving a lot of examples on how they have to blog and all that now definitely there will be witty audiences especially in these it companies okay they are they are always uh, you know trying to outsmart the trainer so one of them asked me if i had to create a blog for um, you know the standard operating procedures of the company or the core values of the company how can i do that using a blog is it interesting if you have to share core values of a company now what have we seen core values along with our uh, uh, what to say our um, appointment order have we seen along with our appointment order core values yes those are, those are a series of um, you know points which code of conduct or core core values so these were some of the things which uh, you know that guy was asking me Uh, the participant was asking me how do i put the core values or code of conduct in terms of a uh, blog so this was a little shocking at that point of time because i thought i was also cornered but thankfully i said give me a few minutes i'll think about it and get back and fortunately i had a tea break i said give me a few minutes i will think about it and get back and answer the question after the tea break so while everybody were sipping their tea i was totally confused on how i am going to tackle this question 
So luckily, before going into Flipkart, I was going through a lot of videos about the founders. Uh, who, who are the uh, Bhatias, if I'm right? Um, oops. Uh, can anyone share who are the founders of um, the... Um, I'm sorry, I'm not able to quickly recollect the name. So... Bansal. Who are the founders of Flipkart? Some Bansal. Bansal. I am not sure. Um, Bansal. Bansal. Yeah, sorry, sorry. It's Bansal. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. South Bansal. Indians always have a difficulty in remembering North Indian names. So I think that's one of a difficulty I had here. <laughs> so I misplaced, uh, you know, uh, uh, what is that uh, heroine's name? I forgot. Anyway, anyway, let's not get into that. Tamanna Bhatia. I think Tamanna Bhatia got into my head instead of Bansas. Okay. So the first thing is I actually went through a lot of videos which are related to the Bansals. And in one of the situations he was sharing before he acquired Mintra. So he was the Mintra CEO had come uh, for a meeting to understand how Flipkart is actually, uh, you know, trying to promote their services in the online space. So the Mintra CEO had come down to, you know, Flipkart office and um, um, he was talking about, um, uh, he was talking to a, a retailer, a seller, and he was trying to understand something on the, you know, uh, the, the most popular product which was going on. So he said, please give me a minute. I'm going to come back to the Mintra CEO and said he continued speaking with his retailer. So I said, one of the code of the conducts can be related to something like this where you say that the customer is the most important person. Okay, even though it's a business meeting, customer is the most important thing. So that is where I could somehow relate what Bansal was doing in his period or in his life and relate it with the code of conduct. So these are uh, maybe one or two ways where you have to try and see what are all the stories which are available around us and how you can make them as memorable incidents. So thankfully after that, that, uh, that uh, the, the witty, you know, learner didn't ask anything more than that. I'm hoping this is a little convincing because if you have to create, if you have to just share something related to code of conduct or ethics. Now, there may be a situation where you will have to illustrate with a story, need not be ours. It can be somebody else's story where you want to narrate so that it matches along with the requirement of your current situation. So the second thing is um, case study, which is what you know many B-schools do these days. And it is a patent of Harvard, where they try to use case study. Now, they just don't use data. I'm, uh, I'm quickly reminded of a small um, metaphor I wanted to place here. Okay, I'll try. Suddenly it came into my mind. I'm not very sure whether I can do that right now, but let me give it a try. So I'm going to give it in form of a data and then I will convert that to a story. So when it comes to data, it is like this. Two legs was sitting on four legs, uh, eating one leg. Then came a four leg, stole the one leg, um, the three leg, the two leg got off the three leg and 
got back his one leg. I'll repeat it once again. Okay. A two leg was sitting on three leg, having eating a leg. Then came four legs and stole the one leg. So two legs got off the three legs and got his one leg back. So do you think anybody can relate this? Okay, Neetaji says, got it. Okay, can anyone relate what it is? Now, this is, uh, you know, a case study. Now, people talk about data, figures and all that. But how are we going to relate it to a story? Okay, if I have to put a story across, I'll say that there was a two-legged man who was sitting on a three-legged chair trying to eat his one-legged chicken. Okay? And then a four-legged dog comes and steals the chicken leg, one leg, from that guy. So that one, guy, that two-legged guy gets down from the three-legged chair and gets back his chicken leg. So this is a very interesting, uh, you know, case study. When I was studying how you can convert case studies into story. So this was something which I found it very interesting. I'm not sure if everybody have got the point. But the idea is you cannot just share data. At times you have to correlate with the person saying that if, if this is a person, if Jyotinath is teaching digital marketing, so the, uh, these are the things he needs to learn. Okay, if it, is, if, it has, if it has to go beyond the data, you definitely need to connect with stories. So this is where a case study will come into the picture. The third one is, uh, this is just about teaching something. The you third can is, get back the single leg and eat it again? Can you come again? Can the, will, did the two legs took back the single leg and eat it? Yeah, he took back the single leg and ate it. Yes, sir. <laughs> it was a happy ending. <laughs> this must be the cause for the current crisis. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. So the third one is to motivate. If you have to really motivate people, you need to, uh, you know, take people like uh, Ambani's or Adani's or whoever you want and share their life history or you may have to share some of the life history, tell how you motivated, how you got motivated and how you are motivating others. So motivation requires a little more power in terms of how to motivate and how to make them do it. So this is something which we need to dig deeper and try to understand and share a much more motivating story on how a person got out of a regular situation, he moved into a very um, tough situation, he made it out of it, and then how he is able to be successful. So you have to give some tips, techniques, and stuff like that. And the fourth one is a simple emotional connect. Now, sometimes it may be true, sometimes it may be, you know, imaginary, but whatever it is, we have to put ourselves in that situation. This is to build trust within the learners. Okay, I will repeat the types of storytelling quickly. These are exclusively, exclusively used by trainers. The first and foremost thing is a memorable incident. You share from others' stories. You share from anybody else. It's not directly associated with you, where you are able to make a relevance. So I think someone has a doubt. Kindly hold on. I will take your doubt. 
the second one is a case study mm -hmm. where you try to give some data take the data convert it to a person and then say if have you seen our class textbooks of late it used to be like if ram had six chocolates and out of the six chocolates he has given three chocolates to lakshman he has only two chocolates left so this is something which is really important in today's virtual training because definitely it needs to have that kind of case study approach when we are going in the online space the third one is you need to use really powerful motivational stories on how he did it and what you should do in terms of motivating people the fourth one of course is a emotional connect where we need to put ourselves in uh, and share our personal story to connect build up connect or trust with the uh, participants i am sure we already know about these things but this is a quick recap and more emphasis on how you need to inculcate these things into our virtual training okay yeah absolutely so that was uh, really interesting and what really interested me was uh, your example that you gave about the case study <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and uh, that actually brings me to my next question because uh, we're talking that, tell me quickly if anybody has doubts can you quickly you can just type yes please 4st four st if you have got all the four points if you think you have not got it if it is simple i will answer it now if it is a little you know if i have to go back and explain the entire thing i will take it after the meeting is over yep okay so most of them have got it so people who have not got it are free to call me and i can explain these things a little later on in detail also so now let's go into the next um, yes question i will hand it over to vaidhi yes absolutely so when we talked about your case study we really i mean whenever we think about these four types of storytelling uh, one of the key things that comes to our mind is uh, the use of uh, images and text so i just wanted to check ask you if uh, you have any strategies for balancing text and images on screen for virtual uh, trainings see i think uh, the simple technique which we use in advertising is we use an emotional image and we give the text rational okay, okay. so the emotional image is you will have a huge flat or you will have a wonderful villa something in front of you in the image and the rational text will be something like affordable okay now emotionally it appeals to you that image is going to be having an emotional connect whereas the text is going to be more rational now uh fair to put it i'm hoping all of you would have seen some ads or something like that so our slides also should be of the same thing you need to have a very powerful emotional image and have the text very rational okay now why is that required now assuming i am sharing a small example there is a small conversation between a husband and wife going on husband and wife going for uh, you know in a yacht okay yacht is a small boat which you can own and the wife says what if we try to pull in all our money whatever we have and buy a yacht and um, the husband uh, just puts his hand into his pocket and opens the wallet and says all i have is credit cards and debit cards the wife says it's okay you can try to you know somehow pull in money just think of 
the wonderful days, the time we would have in the yacht. Okay, the husband says, uh, tries to argue. And then finally, who wins? Who wins? So can you just type it in the chat box, who would win? The wife, obviously. Yes, of course. It's a, it's a universal truth. Yes. <laughs> men um, maybe think rational. I'm not very sure. Again, there may be uh, disputes on that. But men maybe think rational. Women are more emotional. But at times, not at times, mostly, mostly, we uh, take decisions based on our emotional approach. Buying never happens rational. It's mostly emotional. Okay, if you look at any impulsive buying, it is mostly emotional. Very hardly you buy things rationally. That would be your regular ration, nothing else. Ration, whatever we call. Ration is only used for ration, nothing else. Otherwise, everything is more to do with emotional purchase. Okay, so thank you so much. Thanks for uh, why it is politically correct. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks a lot. So thanks for the nice uh, messages in the chat box. Now, can we go on to the next step? Is it clear? So the image should be more emotional. The text should be more rational. That is how your slides should also be because that is where we will be able to build a connection with our learners. Absolutely. So does that answer your question, Vaidhiji, or any? Yes. Uh, Absolutely. Any Absolutely. That really answers my question. Thanks a lot for that. And I think the next question is going to be really popular among trainers. Uh, see, basically a lot of trainers, one of the key challenges that comes when it comes for trainers is to design those really beautiful looking slides yeah. that we see everywhere. And some slides, are, I mean, uh, for example, we see uh, Apple's presentation and all of those things. The slides are looking so beautiful and so slick. So, and uh, when it comes to trainers, Yes, we have trainers who design some great slides, but trainers usually focus more on the content and they have challenges in terms of uh, the time that they have and some trainers also have challenges when it comes to their technical expertise. So uh, can you give us some uh, tips for trainers who uh, are lacking in technical expertise and uh, for creating such beautiful slides? Okay, so these are some of the slides. Before that, um, okay, I wanted to also share some of the things you need to take care uh, before you share a story. I'm so sorry. Uh, sure. I think I will take uh, one step back and go back to say these are some of the eight questions which we need to answer before sharing a story. So is there a story structure or how can you frame your story? Now, these are some of the eight popular questions which we need to answer so that, you know, normally what happens is as adult learners, now if you look at, uh, you know, our learning in childhood, before teenage, we were adult dependent learners. So basically your mom or our mom or dad says, read this subject today. So you read science, we are bound to read it. So we were adult dependent when it came to, um, you know, learning something. When it came to teenagers, then we thought, okay, so this is something true. If our if our teacher, if our lecturer is telling, maybe it's you, we will blindly follow it. Now, after our education, when it comes to adult learning, we don't accept these things. We are very, very skeptic. So when it comes to, you know, accepting things, we always, our, our mind says, why should it be this way? Why not this way? So we become very skeptic. 
So when you are sharing a story in a classroom, maybe somebody will interrupt and say, no, 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 just tell me something. Where did this happen? How did this happen? Now that cannot happen in a virtual session. So we need to ensure that uh, we are trying to give our story outline very clearly. So when I say PPT on the uh, online or virtual space, it is mostly story. So I just wanted to share these quick tips. The first one is why should I listen to the story? Which is very important. Now somewhere you need to say that, okay, now assuming I'm sharing a small example. I have a colleague or I know a friend of mine who got thrown out of Infosys. Okay, not Infosys, any other company, let's say. Okay, IBM. IBM is the latest trend now, not Infosys. So there are many news articles which are coming out that IBM has thrown a lot of their employees out. Now, if I'm going to say that my friend got thrown out of IBM, there's no emotional connect. Now, I have to tell how this guy was connected to me. I have to tell he was my college mate. I used to be weak in max. Then he used to really help me out in a lot of stuff. And then we got placed together in an organization or we were, he, he got placed. He was so kind that he was helping a lot of people in his workspace. He used to take others work. If somebody went on leave also, he would take up his work. He would answer a lot of questions, which, uh, you know, his boss, uh, people, uh, his team members, his peers would fear asking his superiors. Okay, normally these are some things which we have to share. So when I tell all these things and then say he lost his job. Now, when I say he lost his job, what is the emotion we are eliciting? Versus when I create a story, tell how he was associated, what was he in the past, what is he right now, how he used to be with his team members, what was his attitude, what was his, uh, the nature of that person. Now you feel some sympathy and empathy towards the person that, oh my God, in spite of he being such a wonderful person, why was he thrown out of IBM? Are we getting the point? So if we have to look at, if we have to look at creating a story, we need, yeah, emotionally connected, yes. So this is where you need to build in. So why should I listen to the story? So you need to give a background of why a person should listen to the story because just saying he lost his job is not going to really help. So you have to tell how he was associated with you, when and where. It was during this time, when he was like this, when we uh, we were in Bangalore and we got connected, so that is how you have to give when and where. We also need to give certain characters of the main or the the protagonist, and we have to say what what did they want. I mean, so basically these are kind of things you need to. You can take a quick screenshot of this, or you can take a picture. So what is the problem or what is the opportunity they ran into? and what did they do about it so what was the end result and when you come to a conclusion of the story the most important thing is i think you need to ask the participants to tell if you were in this situation what would you do so that is what is all about in the um, online space so you need to ensure since we don't have much of time you need to ensure that your participants share their point of view so meanwhile, can I ask you one quick question? Please? Yeah, may I know who's this place? I'm not able to see you. Gupta, sir, Neha Gupta from Delhi. Yeah, Neha Ji, Bolie, madam. Uh, sir, you use this purple, uh, violet and blue uh, mixing in each and every slide. 
yeah. could you just quickly tell me which feature in the ppt the recent ppt you have applied which tool See, uh, you can actually go to flaticon.com f l a t flaticon.com and you have all these icons which are similar okay you uh, can actually sir, bring uh, can you spell it again sir f l a t flat yeah i'm going to put I... it now in the box also i mean in the ppt also yeah flaticons.com share the screen so it's it's uh, even for the background which you had made uh, by mixing two colors so this this uh, website that is, is ppt that is in ppt so which which tool you have used sir which feature the same gradient background gradient background okay yeah. okay so okay. the background effect whatever this is the what you are asking right this uh, yes, blue yes. and indigo background yes. i use the gradient background if you click on this you will be able to see that i used a color shading from here to yeah. here which is available in the format Okay, gradient background, right? Yeah, Thank gradient you, background. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So I think I have pretty much covered the story structure. So, so these are some of the things you need to look at. The first six is about the trainer. He needs to ensure that he shares the story uh, on why people should listen the story, when and where did it take place, who is the main character, and what did they want or he want? What was the problem opportunity? why did they do what did they do about it how did it turn out at the end so these are some of the points now here i have used lot of text of course because i had no other alternative i had to put it in form of a text and this was a last minute uh, development which came up so i quickly wrapped it up by putting a text but here also if you look at it i am sure most of you are able to read the content so content should be readable so the font styling and all that was uniform Okay, Vaidhiji, I will go ahead. I, can I request you to uh, share your next question? Before that, okay. Yeah, before that, any doubt in story structure? You, you can say yes, yes, if you are clear about the story structure. You can say yes, yes, if you are clear about the story structure. Somebody has a doubt, you can unmute yourself and ask your doubt. if it is simple and if it can be immediately explained i will do it right now otherwise i will take it on a one to one call later okay okay so i guess uh, we can continue so just to repeat uh, my earlier question i was asking about uh, uh, some tips from you for uh, trainers who uh, lack the technical expertise to create those beautiful slides okay. um, that we see in presentations yes so these are some tools these are online tools most of them are free i'm sure some of you already know it the first and foremost thing is canva so of course uh, you know ppt has got lot more features but canva is lot more creative so there is nothing that you can do to straight away magic can't happen definitely we need to master one tool but a canva is a very simple tool where you can do lot of gradient background and you can try to you know bring in some shapes some style you can use arrow pointers you can use animation you can create video using that the next one is wisme wisme.com b i s m e.com which is also a great site where you can create business presentation for example it is very good for infographic kind of a stuff so you can also look at wisme you can just take a picture of this so these are all simpler tools i request all of you to try these tools and see which works really well for you okay so you can download that as a jpg file 
so that you take the entire screen and just replace it with that image so these are tools which you can use of course uh, you know powerpoint has ready made templates which you can use but they may not really be conveying your core message so in case you want to try your hands on different online tools you can try canva which many of you already know bismi is a tool which many of you may not really know that is a great tool for creating powerpoint presentations for example um, you know you want to show infographic of a person climbing up the stair or you want to use some icons where you know a guy is sitting in a rocket and going up so these kind of great icons 3d icons are available in bismi you can actually download that to a jpg file and bring it and put it in your powerpoint slide you also have haiku deck now you may want to use some animations here and there this is a great place where you can create animations scratch.mit.edu this is uh, massachusetts institute of technology i i don't know how to pronounce it massachusetts i'm sorry massachusetts Mass massachusetts i'm sorry my pronunciation is bad massachusetts uh, institute of technology mit.edu so where you can create some animation gamification for your training which means that you can create small animation you can create some voices and stuff like that and um, this can also be done in hindi that's the advantage now you also have powtoon wow. where you can create your animation slides in form of an animation now this is the same thing you can create video slides which means that if you want your video to run for 1 minute or something without any inter interference of yours you can create that using powtoon this is also an animation tool and it is a video presentation tool now we also have video scribe where you can uh, you know it is like tiktok where you can create your videos edit it and you can try to do a lot today many of the trainers are using tiktok to create videos for their trainings so that's becoming great platform for training as well I used it right tiktok tiktok is again a great platform you have prezi you also have picture effect picture effect so these are some of the tools which we can use in the online space just try your hands on these things other than powerpoint now there is no silver bullet approach now coming to your question vaidhi ji there is no fixed uh, you know ready made ppt which is magic where it understands your thought and it creates a ppt for you definitely okay. we need to try our hands on these things you may definitely find wismi very um, comfortable to get very nice infographic for example for case studies for data you will find wismi very important and for canva of course you can create great slides where you can try to create focal point you can try to create put uh, pictures in various grids and frames yep. it's going to be very helpful absolutely so i have actually used uh, canva video scribe uh, and uh, powtoon myself so these are fantastic tools and i see some new tools over here that i have not heard of so i am going to be trying some of those i am sure you will fall in love with it thank you uh, thank you let let me go ahead and try that and there is one question on chat uh, asking whether these tools are free so uh, i don't think all of these tools are free yeah. uh, they have both free and paid version so you can evaluate uh, these tools 
and uh, if you want more features or uh, if you want uh, stuff without the watermark and things like that you can uh, go in for the paid version jyoti so one one uh, more question just a quick one yeah what what did you tell about the substitute for tiktok which one of it video scribe video scribe okay yeah, yeah thank you sir okay so uh, some of these tools can be used free provided you use it right there are means and ways where you can try to use it free but some of the video animation if you look at scratch.mit.edu it's a free animation tool which is actually great and i'm sure if you have kids who are around 10 to 15 years old i think this will be a great uh, tool for them to keep, for you to keep them occupied throughout the day as parents we can definitely have some relaxed time making them do some animations for us and they would also love <laughs> doing it themselves yeah that that's actually a good idea for this lockdown period thanks a lot so <laughs> <laughs> going through, going through the same kind of pain so i just wanted to share it <laughs> thanks thanks a lot for that so um the next question i have is uh, it's a very simple question so uh, for a 60 minute presentation so how many slides would you recommend uh, we create for a virtual learning training uh, there is no hard and fast rule there is something called as 555 rule in corporate where it is five slides five bullet points five words in a bullet point there is something like that then you have 10 20 30 tool where you have 10 slides 20 uh, concepts and 30 uh, you know uh, points you want to discuss or something like that but i okay. i think in virtual training that really doesn't uh, you know it doesn't come into the picture at all see for example for the last one hour one and a half hours i've used about nine slides right so that depends in case you want to talk for using one or two slides you can or if you want to create 20 30 slides or 100 slides also it is fine but it depends on the depth you want to cover for example if right. i have to answer that question which of these three things do you want to actually do is it just a ppt presentation or is it performance support or is it skill based if it is skill based i cannot do everything in a powerpoint i have to go out of the powerpoint teach something and again come back to powerpoint so definitely based on the kind of training maybe we can decide on the number of slides there there is no hard and fast rule according to me my personal view okay that that's great uh, so i am having another question here uh, about shutterstock so i can answer that so shutterstock you can definitely buy images but i would like to suggest another uh, place where i usually go to uh, it's called unsplash so this is again a free website um, it is uh, it doesn't require any licensing or any attribution and they have some great uh, quality images that you can download so this is a place that i go to uh, very frequently i have put the name on um, the chat window so uh, you can definitely yeah, actually, there actually so i expected this question i have it ready in the next slide okay <laughs> <laughs> so what are the sources for getting images because the images would be the most interesting thing so um can i go to the next slide which talks yeah, about what yes. are the sources available absolutely please okay. so these are the top websites which are there one i'm sure most of you already know freepic.com we also have one more for icons which is flaticon.com let me add that so flaticon.com you also have pixabay you have pixels where you can get lot of videos also you can look at unsplash snap 
i think the most important thing is to emotionally connect with the uh, prospective learners initially on certain strong stories how they will be able to perform after undergoing this course i think these are some of the most important uh, things we need to share so i'm hoping uh, this was uh, you know uh, throwing a little light on how we have to differentiate between the regular training versus the digital training or the virtual training so thank you so much thanks a lot neeta ji mahesh ji and a lot more people i am so sorry i yeah. that box sudanya ji um yeah yeah so we would like to really thank you for uh, joining into today's session uh, we really hope this was uh, useful for you and uh, like i had put in the chat box uh, i will be uploading uh, a copy of this video on my channel the empathic designer podcast and as part of this channel we do a lot of videos on uh, learning and development uh, so i usually post videos at least one video a week and uh, we are planning to do a lot more interview series like this with a lot of experts from the industry um, that we will be posting on the channel as well so you can go there and uh, subscribe to my channel uh, for getting those regular updates so i have just posted that uh, link on the chat box so uh, you can go ahead and do that so once again uh, jyoti nath sir thanks thanks a lot uh, for taking our strong message Yes. I request all of you to just take a few minutes and go to Vaidhi Ji's channel. He's really been doing a great job, and I find his videos very, very useful for us as trainers. I think uh, being an L&D professional, even before coming to IATD, IATD has you know sharpened the axe. Probably the axe was already sharp, but maybe it was just a sharpening of axe. So if you look at his videos, I am sure it is very, very informative. you all can uh, go and watch those videos i'm sure it will be very useful for all of us yeah over to you vaidhi thank you thank you sir i would like to thank all the participants and thank you uh, jyotinath sir for joining in and taking so much time uh, into from your schedule to talk to us and give us such a wealth of information this evening thanks a lot sir thanks to everyone and uh, wish you all a wonderful evening